During a Starbucks run, your creative director actually paid it backwards and made the car behind them pay. What's up with that? Welcome to Adyak, the official podcast of the AAF Lehigh Valley. I'm your host, Nathan Linder. Adyak is sponsored and produced by Fire Rock Productions. Our theme song is written and produced by Carlo Serra. Today we're actually recording, uh, we're, we're kind of on the move, we're a little mobile uh, for our first time around this year. We are uh, recording in the conference room of Adams Outdoor Advertising, so thanks to them for letting us record. Welcome to the 2018 season of Adiac. During our first year, this is our second year, uh, we had a lot of great guests and we're really proud to have brought you those six episodes. Um, thanks once again to... Julia Yurick and her team over at Fire Rock Productions for uh, producing the podcast and um, for being the president of the Ad Club and uh, letting us do this. So this has been a lot of fun, and we hope to keep this fun going in 2018. So let's dig in and let's get started. Our first guest this year is sometimes referred to as the grandfather of digital in the Lehigh Valley, but you didn't hear that from him. With over 30 years of experience as a digital trailblazer, he helped to bring the Lehigh Valley kicking and screaming into the modern age. He formed his groundbreaking company, Emirage, in 1987. Through that brand, he and his team coded and designed their way to being recognized as one of the top internet companies in the U.S. In 2007, he moved in another direction that incorporated more marketing and creative-driven strategic solutions by forming Ignite2x. For over 10 years, Ignite2x has been a creative force in the Lehigh Valley, recently garnering a gold at last year's Addy Awards. During his career, he's worked with brands such as Hershey Foods, Just Born, Blue Diamond Almonds, Filippo Berrio Olive Oil, Rodale, Burpee, Pop Warner Little Scholars, Mack Trucks, AT&T, Sherling Plow, Nestle, and Zebra Pen, just to name a few. Welcome to the show, our very first guest of 2018, Kevin Justice. Welcome, Thanks. Kevin. How are you? Thanks, Nathan. Glad to be here. Absolutely. We're really happy to have you. Um... Like a lot of guests on our show, you're a you're a Kutztown University graduate, um, and your first job right out of school was a Total Marketing Resources, or TMR. Talk to me about what some of your responsibilities uh, were during that time in your career. Well, my my actually my my first job was with TMR. I actually started as a in my junior and senior year while attending Kutztown University. Uh, first job right out of school, or while you're still in school, uh, is paste up mechanicals, doing the grunt work. Uh, we the agency was known for doing a lot of car ads, so uh, car ad classifieds were the were the projects of the day um, at TMR. Mm -hmm. So when you say paste up, you're talking like you are getting an exacto blade out. You're you're positioning all the typography. It's all done by hand. You're talk everything is done by hand. You're talking type specking, mechanicals, stat camera, um, wax. Um, waxing up your yard and pasting it down to the mechanical boards with overlays and specs for how that uh, ad or uh, uh, graphic would be uh, sent over to a printer or to a, some media house. So, you know, even from a technological standpoint, you know, and from an age standpoint, your career was in its infancy. But during that time, you also met a couple people that really inspired you uh, and pushed you to, you know, really utilize your creative skills. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Rich Miller. Yeah, two people. Uh, Rich Miller. And Dan Ross. Yeah. yeah. Rich Miller was uh, the uh, creative director at TMR. Uh, Rich uh, basically guided me, uh, helped me along early in my career, uh, taught some basic layout um, capabilities, uh, strong with uh, type usage and uh, uh, gra graphics uh, treatment, and how to how to uh, apply those to uh, visual communications. Dan Ross. 
um, who is uh, pretty well known throughout the age, the Lehigh Valley here, Dan Ross, was more of a mentor, um, inspiring me to grow creatively. Uh, Dan and I worked, I spent many afternoons uh, kicking ideas back and forth. Um, and he's been that resource for me for several years, uh, collaborating um, on many concepts. Um, you know, with Dan running pa ideas past him. Dan's the type of in individual that would help push the concept to the edge and then pull it back if necessary. But, you know, he's one line that Dan always states is, you know, safe concepts belong in a safe. And he was always one for making go beyond, um, you know, take it to the edge with any idea. Right. Well put. That's a that's a sound piece of advice. Um, Hell Regal Keenan Agency was uh, your next stop after that. Um, and I think you referred to it as, as you were you were a walk-on. Could you elaborate on, on how you got started there? I, uh, right one week out of uh, Kutztown University, I decided to uh, see if I could um, move into a new agency with uh, some, uh, some growth and some uh, new different types of accounts. And... Um, I walked over to Hellreal Keenan with a portfolio and hired, was hired on the spot. Uh, Hellreal Keenan um, is now Keenan Noggle. So they early in my first year, they went through a transition of ownership and later became uh, Keenan Noggle with uh, Mike Keenan and uh, Don Noggle. Got it. And I, your responsibilities there were, were somewhat similar to that of TMR, still doing a lot of, of the paste up and, and the kind of, you know, by our standards today, kind of primitive stuff, but still keeping the, the idea alive, just the execution of it was different. But this is where the kind of grandfather of, of digital uh, moniker may have come into play because you actually introduced uh, desktop publishing and computer kind of technology to Keenan, I'll correct, even going so far as to build computers for them? Yes, I worked, you know, closely day-to-day -day with Don Noggle. Don, Don was just a tremendous wealth of, you know, uh, knowledge and experience in bringing uh, advertise, advertising, you know, concepts and programs to campaigns together. Uh, Don, you know, kind of took me over his his wing for uh, the years I was I was there. Uh, Keenan Noggle, it was the only company I've ever worked for in my life. Um, but... Um, you know, during during the time there, I spent my afternoons, you know, going home for a quick lunch. I could knock out. I was finding I could knock creative work out in 20 minutes um, instead of you know going back to the agency and spending the rest rest of the afternoon working through uh, layouts with markers and all the tools that we had at our at our uh, exposure um, at the agency. So uh, it was a real insight to me, you know, what was about to happen. Um, I therefore I you know started spending you know some days uh, vacation days uh, traveling to New York City and Philadelphia mm -hmm. um, visiting uh, computer graphic trade shows and learning about software and hardware technologies where it was all going. Um, these agencies you know were just not ready for this. Everything you know computer related at that time was there's just no way a computer can do that. Yeah, uh, everything was too low res. Um, you know, green screens were, for the most part, <laughs> all that anyone ever knew uh, that computers could do. But there was a change going on late 80s uh, with new interface. Um, you know, a mouse was driving programs. Uh, things were object-oriented, and uh, the world was starting to change, especially in the desktop publishing sp space. Yeah, that's a fascinating 
I think tidbit there is that their their insistence or thought that um, I mean it's something we take totally for granted. Today we even spoke about it a little bit before we started recording that that it you know we just a lot of people these days don't really even understand kind of the stuff that that we're, that we're discussing and the one thing they kind of hung their hat on they were really was that the resolution was something that they were really concerned about and the the fact that you went not only did you build systems that could answer their their concern but that you you studied that and you were able to educate them on that is is pretty cool not only did i educate but uh basically uh built the first computer desktop systems for keenan noggle um so their agency after i left was uh, uh using uh a computer for desktop publishing it might have started i believe they started out slow with just doing some basic logo design work mm -hmm. but eventually migrated on to doing full layouts and then how much of a learning curve was that for their more traditional art directors and designers did you kind of take the wheel there and kind of become almost an instructor too it was a huge learning curve you know i've seen this for probably till about 2000 or 1996 and most of the agencies in the lehigh valley had some idea of what a computer could do some of them had computers and just kind of watched looked at them and really did nothing with them day to day <clears throat> others um were trying things out um trying to experiment with them take them you know take them to the next level doing full brochures and and uh ad concepts in the computer these these were just uh you know new tools new technologies that uh, art directors, graphic designers, creative directors were not ready for yet. Mm -hmm. A lot of these, a lot of those individuals were coming out of school with no computer training. So the basics of how to store, save, move a file, um, these were uh, just the basics of running a computer were uh, still to be learned. Uh, before we move on to your uh, entrepreneurial um, portion of the interview, where we talk about uh, the company that, that you, you first started, is there... Anything you'd like to add? Did anyone sponsor the, the first portion of the interview? Yes, I think uh, this portion of the interview is brought to you by PostScript, the page language all art directors use and have no idea that they are using it. So that's pro I probably fall in, in that you know in, in that realm. Could you explain a little bit about what that is and what that means? How, like, how, What am I using and not know that I'm using it? Well, PostScript is a language that's developed by Adobe, and PostScript defines what's happening on the page. So... Uh, uh, for most people, they, they know that they're going to be sending a logo in an EPS format. Mm -hmm. uh, that EPS format is an encapsulated postscript. And what that means is it's a um, one file that has something embedded in it, um, which you can lay into a page. Now, any page that you're laying out or brochure that you're laying out, the, the language that's running that page, defining what's um, where type what type, what font size, how you curve, what shape, how photos are dropped in, everything that defines that's on that page is all part of the PostScript language. Got it. So next, I guess, uh, in, in your, your career and your travel, you, you saw another opportunity. Your first opportunity that you kind of uh, jumped on was transitioning from traditional page layout to using the computer. But right around this time, 96, 97, um, another medium started to kind of uh, rear its head, and that's the internet. And you started to focus more of your your energy and how to kind of promote businesses through that. And at that time, nobody really knew how to do it, and except you. And hence uh, was the birth of Imirage, which is a name I just love. It's kind of like the combination of image and mirage. Um, and your, your motto is kind of making the unattainable attainable. Um, 
how did you uh, start that, and how did you get the ball rolling with uh, your, your with coding for for the internet and educating people how you can use to promote yourself? Well, when you're starting a new company, you don't really don't know that you're um, you th- you know you're an entrepreneur yet. But it was uh, it was started because I had a creative idea and I wanted to develop eye candy um, and to make the <laughs> cash register ring, uh, stepping, I had to step back into um, putting together, you know, doing some desktop publishing work, some computer graphic work uh, projects. Um, you know, the, the intention was to move into multimedia, and little did I know that the internet was going to play such a powerful role in where Imraz was going to, to go. Everything was on the computer, um, you know, that we were trying to produce. Um, and, you know, where we wanted to go with the computer graphics, we needed another platform. Multimedia wasn't it. Um, we were developing some things for CD-ROM. Not too many people had CD-ROMs. So when the internet came along, uh, it changed everything, including you know uh, the company direction. And you helped a lot of local agencies during this time as well, because they were just kind of... Um they they were starting to poke around on there and offer offer online services at this time. You guys had more of a, a textbook understanding of how to do that properly. So where there was a lot, this was at a time where a lot of agencies were taking a crack at doing some interface designs, and then you guys would would kind of help as a third party doing the programming end. But that kind of shifted a little bit as the company grew, correct? Yes, I mean a lot. A lot of the larger agencies in locally here and regionally were calling us in for projects. They needed to respond to client requests as an agency. Uh, most of these agencies, you know, the art directors, creative directors, really had no idea to design for the interactive or for the inter- internet or even multimedia. This was brand new ter- territory for them. So they were trying to apply a lot of their traditional, you know, ad print layout concepts to interactive. And, you know, we were saving a lot of projects ourselves just by handling the interactive, the creative work um, so that we could turn it into a real project and get going with clients. So, um, again, it was another time, um, a, a transitional time for creative teams and many agencies to understand that there there was an there was another element to design which was interactive design. Yeah, and that that was uh, it's kind of a whole new category of design because you guys really had the understanding. And during our pre-interview, you had a great kind of example, and I I, I will tell you right now, I was probably guilty of this too back in the late '90s when I got started um, trying to design uh, interfaces, but. You know, you said one of the trends you saw were like everything had to be like giant buttons that said click here or something like that. And you guys kind of had the instinct to know to make it more intuitive and more uh, user friendly instead of like something that, like you mentioned, almost looked like a print piece. Is that is that accurate to say? Very accurate. You know, we we started to see what the larger brands um, were doing. We were applying those types of uh approaches to our projects. We eventually uh, were smart enough to, and there were new roles that were coming coming into play. Uh, we brought in an uh, information architect who would help define the structure of sites. That was a big step up for um, 
the company in the direction of putting these types of projects together. These these projects start were starting, um, you know, eight pages one year turned into over hundred page, you know, website projects were turning into five thousand page websites, you know, years later for universities. Uh, you know, Mack Trucks was a large client of ours, uh, bringing in um, or being awarded, you know year after year, one of the top 200 B2B websites in the world by Business Magazine. So, um, you know, things, the, the interface was starting to um, uh, take shape in, in how you were applying certain things to your pages, to your design, so that things were intuitive uh, from a user experience and uh, 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 throughout the uh, entire application. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned that uh, you you steer cleared a lot of dot com startups at this time. Could you uh, speak to that a little bit? Yeah, there was you know of course towards the end of mid to end nineties there was a lot of a lot of push for uh, a lot of startup dot coms. Great ideas. Um, some got backing venture capital. Some did not. Um, some uh, were asking for uh, work being performed for stock. Um, we stayed clear of all of this, and um, I think that's one of the reasons why we survived the 90s and we're ready for you know, 2000 and beyond. Uh, most of those companies that got caught up in the dot-com, they might have made some money for a period of time, but they were gone you know, a year or two later. Got it. Well, before we move on to the uh, 2000s, there's there's two great kind of anecdotes, uh, you know, during your time with Emirage that that I think are worth worth discussing because one in particular is, is especially relevant because where we're recording today, and the other one, uh, and it's also relevant because the the end of that story, you, you kind of discuss how taking this particular project online as opposed to something um, else is what what really uh, helped it, you know, achieve the level it achieved, and um, it's another great story uh, about an intern. But let's let's start with the first one. You developed a program for the OAAA, um, the Outdoor Advertising Association of America, and uh, it's a really, really great story. So uh, how, how did you get the ball rolling on your idea about kind of selling the ad space um, digitally? Sure. Well, one of the, the idea here was it was, a just, it was just a concept that was presented to Adams Outdoor CEO Kevin Gleason. It was a demo for a salesperson to take on take on the road, and instead of taking the uh, individual on what they called riding the boards, this interactive tool would bring the boards to the individual in a meeting in their office, and you could show this seven or so second video clips of the car, you know drive-by of riding the board. You could view creative in that board, um, in that that video. So this was pretty cutting edge at the time, and um, we were pretty excited about this. Um, I know Adams out there was very excited about this. Uh, We modified the program uh, considerably and opened it up um, with the internet. Um, This turned from a interactive desktop tool or, or laptop tool to an internet tool. So the idea expanded tenfold where now uh, billboard companies could put their inventory online on the internet and space could be uh, viewed and ordered um, 
we were pretty excited about this concept and the direction it was going. Uh, we were way ahead of the game with OAAA, uh, the Association for Billboard Outdoor Advertising. They were uh, scared of this concept. Mm -hmm. They really couldn't uh, understand it. Um, but we we kept moving forward, and at our first trade show in the first 15 minutes, Anheuser Busch, Busch signed up to be a member. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and it was it was originally, I guess, in its infancy, or, or somebody had the idea that it was originally going to be a CD-ROM application. But you had the 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 idea, like, no, we should this should be something that's that's online because that it would had just to be take it to another had, level. It had to be in a much larger. It had to open up. It had to open up to a much larger, more diverse um, audience. So we needed to get out of the desktop realm and onto the internet. Got it. Who was um, who was Bob Keaton, and how was he uh, instrumental in your career working with him? Well, during this about this time, uh, early Emirage, I started um, working along with a couple uh, individuals and a couple agencies. Um, Bob Keaton uh, kind of took me under his wing, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of road shows with Bob. We went out to a lot of a lot of meetings. Bob was a computer marketing a genius. Uh, I'm you know pretty darn good with the computer for computer graphics. We are one to Tanum. Uh, he'd go out and talk about the analytics um, and how he he could bring together the audience uh, in, a, in, a, in a custom program. I was talking how we would execute upon uh, the, the campaign, and uh, we did a lot of work together, Bob and I. But what I learned there uh, as being a, a young, <laughs> young entrepreneur was the art of selling and uh, preparation for meetings. Well, speaking of the art of selling, um, through all of this technology, you still can't discount the power of a really good cold call. And one of the best cold calls that uh, your company ever made was actually not made by you, but by one of your interns. And I think th this is a great story too. Could you tell, tell us the Hershey story and how an intern uh, helped you land a really big account? Well, there's, well before I get into the intern oh, okay. story, no, it's uh, before I get into the intern story, there's, there's nothing... <laughs> Nothing more important that you have to learn as a new entrepreneur or business owner that uh, you need to get out and sell. Mm -hmm. And you are not going to grow a business unless you start getting out and selling. And this was a new area for me and something that I needed to uh, be very aggressive at. And uh, I needed to put the design, the creativity on the back seat. Um, I could do that at night. I could do that another time. But during the day, I needed to sell. You know, years later, when Emirage uh, was about at thirty six, some some full time people, um, there was uh, I started a program for an internship. One of the interns I brought in was going to make some uh, cold calls. So mm -hmm. there was a process that I defined for that internship. Um, I didn't need him to really sell. I just needed him to get into meetings. Um, you know, ask ask for the meeting, and that's all you really need to do. Um, and so we, he, this intern brought a lot of high energy along. Um, he was very aggressive. I brought him out to a couple of meetings. But as the internship kind of wound down, about the last two weeks, uh, he wanted to make an impression. He was looking for a job. And um, he worked his way by begging. <laughs> I don't care how he did it, but he was begging to get a meeting at Hershey Foods. And he got the meeting. Um, we went out to Hershey, brought him along with us for the meeting. 
Uh, they had no projects. They had no work for us. Two and a half hours later, they gave us a project to bid on. Two weeks later, we found out that we won the project. Uh, Hershey Foods um, um, gave us the detail uh, that they were trying to achieve with this project. Um, we took the blueprint. Um, we escalated you know, how we could make this more impactful, uh, how we are going to build a database around it, how we're going to make this very dynamic. And once we completed it and showed it to Hershey, Hershey's words to us was that this was the blueprint, the standard for all websites going forward at Hershey Foods. Wow. We were blown we were blown away. We we're very impressed with the comments that came back from that meeting. And that was all just from that one call from an eager, eager intern. From that eager intern, um, yes, who is now an executive over at retail. Oh, he's not or, your or, vice or president. I, I thought he would have promoted him right up the line, <laughs> up the line by now. Listen, just on an internship level, you know, um, we brought a lot of internships through, you know, my agency right now. Um, you know, the internship is up to you to determine, you know, what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the company's uh, um, issue. You need to ask for more, learn more, show people how you think, and try some new things. Think outside of the box. Don't be average. You know, again, make the make the internship work for you. If you want a job there, show them how what you can do and provide to them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I I really I learned a lot. You know, with my internship, um, I, I had it with uh, a company you're familiar with, Lieberman Appalucci, many many years ago, and I, I really enjoyed my time there and still in contact with with a lot of the art directors there that have um you know remembered me and given me recommendations along the way um it, it's a great starting point for for any young person looking to get into the field so um all right well we're going to take a little break now we'll be back with kevin you are listening to the official podcast of the aaf greater lehigh valley adiac we'll be right back It's that time of year again. It's Addy season. The AAF GLV Addy Awards are March 16th. All of your entries should be in by now. We know who the winners are. Now all you got to do is show up and find out if you're a winner. We hope to see all of you March 16th. It's the James Bond theme, Addies Are Forever, at the Renaissance Hotel in Allentown. We hope to see you there. Hey, welcome back to Adyak. You were listening to our very first episode of 2018 with our guest, Kevin Justice from Ignite2x. We were just talking about uh, his time in creating Emirage and helping the Lehigh Valley become more comfortable and accommodated with the onset of internet and all things digital. Uh, so we're heading into a transition period now around 2005, 2007. And I think you mentioned, Kevin, um, when we spoke prior to recording that you were realizing that Emirage could, could start to offer more. Um, but some of the partners you currently had weren't in agreement. They wanted to stay more on the tech side, but you had a bigger, broader vision. Yeah, our, the vision I had was to, to grow and morph the company into um, – more of a strategic company, you know, move away from just the web builds and being a website factory model. Um, the we were, I was seeing a lot of agencies coming into the space, a lot of agencies that were you know would own the strategy, uh, but would sub out the interactive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to 
positioned the company to take all. Um, and there was another component as well. We were for years we were doing, you know, search engine optimization work and other and other work uh, to go along with the website. You know, we were doing this in 2000 or 1995 before it even had a definition of what it was. So there were there were a couple of components that. Um, were not happening in the company, um, or I tried. I was trying to push, um, getting a lot of resistance, and I just felt that the team that was there, it was going to take different individuals and a different type of company to go to where I wanted to go. So I had a flag that was out there a lot further, and the only way of getting there was, I felt, was. Um, you know, moving moving away from what I started, which was a very difficult thing to do, and uh, moving towards uh, an agency direction. Yeah, you you envision more of a full service agency with everything from creative and the tech and the programming, kind of everything under under one new brand. Yeah, full service agency, correct, Nathan. It's a full service agency that I was envisioning, uh, full competency and digital, um, but all the other components that a full service agency needs to offer, uh, PR, uh, social. But one of the things that I needed was what we were gonna focus on. And uh, we later defined that. I uh, brought in Paul Pastrick um, and Andy Morphopoulos, two ex-clients. I've known Paul for, oh, probably 18 years and Andy for about 20 years and uh, decided to uh, bring both of them into the company. And so was born, you know, Ignite2x. Uh, we are a strategically focused agency, mm-hmm. uh, small but effective, uh, integrated uh, brand and marketing agency serving consumer products. Um, we're not, not afraid of a challenge or having an independent point of view. Uh, we build brands, grow businesses, and launch new products using a, our bold strategic approach, which is you know just based upon you know doing our homework on inst- growing, getting the analytics, getting defining uh, insights, and then moving uh, that information into the development of the creativity and uh, you know if, if those that can uh, handle it, the courage to devel- deliver a big idea. Yeah. I- one thing we love here on Adiac is is a good history lesson, um, as evidenced by by this episode. There's a lot of great stuff here, but Ignite Two X is such a unique moniker. It, it, it's a really cool name. Could you just maybe off the cuff tell us a little bit of how you came up with that name, or what was the group dynamic that that settled on that, or what was the inspiration for that? Um, well, in a, in my kitchen, uh, Paul and I quickly we needed in about three hours we needed a name and just needed to keep moving forward. So uh, we wanted to ignite our clients, and uh, but you know there's a there's a reason we use two X, and that is the combination of marketing and digital. So we bring the two together, um, you know, spe- working along with IT and with marketing uh, to help our clients build their brands and grow grow sales. Mm-hmm. And you guys are. Uh uh, one of the the larger, I guess, agencies in this particular area area currently with with sixteen employees. Is that correct? Correct. We specialize. Uh, we really focus in on because of our uh, experience over the years. We have people that have worked at Coca Cola, Pep- Pepsi, worked uh, Seagrams, worked on the uh, client side, worked on the agency side. So we have individuals that have you know twenty five, you know 
30 years of experience working with major brands. Um, so we are going after, we're a New York agency that is going after, located in Lehigh Valley, is going after um, CPG accounts. Yeah. Um, that that's very impressive, and and you're you're building a team, and it says you're always you're still growing too. Um, was there a bit of a, a curve when you were when you were forming Emirage? Because um, when you fir- you formed your first not Emirage, I'm sorry, Ignite Two X. Um, when you were forming that, uh, did you take into consideration um, something that was kind of new that came along? Because when you started Emirage, nobody understood the the internet quite yet or how to use it. But when you started at Ignite2x, it was uh, during the time when everybody knew about the internet and everyone knew how to use it in the form of social media, which is kind of another kind of like sub-media platform within the internet. Did did you take that into consideration at all when, when forming this? And and how is that different uh, starting a company in a in an area that you know didn't know anything about online? Now everyone seems to know about it. Um, how how was was that a different process? It's not yeah. It's not a social media is not a major focus for us. It's we really use social media as a way to engage our our customers, our clients' customers, and social media has really paid off for us in an area of listening and learning about the consumer's perspectives and interests. Mm. So we then can apply that back into our strategy. So it's not social media isn't. You know, used when we get the account, when we're uh, engaging and putting a campaign together. We use social media right up front. It's part of our strategic planning. We can leverage a lot of that information to obtain the insights that we need to move the plan, the strategy forward. Great. Okay. Do you um, do you take that into consideration, like when you when you have a new client, do, and if they come right up front and they say we got to do social media, do you explain to them what your position is on it and kind of educate them through that? Sure. Not all. Not every client is going to need social media um, that we are working with. I mean, some of the some of the uh, uh, you know accounts that we're agency of record for. Of course, we have responsibilities to the so- to social media, all pl- all the platforms. But um, for some clients, we're just building out shopper marketing programs where we're looking at, you know, trying to have consumers uh, buy the product within the last two uh, feet, you know, get them to take action while they're in the aisle, uh, get them to the store to have them take action. Um, so, so those are some of the programs that we're putting together for uh, many of our, our current clients. Uh, yeah, and, a great example of that, actually, about getting, you know, clients to, you know, just pick stuff uh, you know, get in the aisle, get the product is is one of the um, one of the more memorable projects you guys are known for, and that's the Zebra Pen account. Uh, more specifically, the the Find Zen in Your Pen uh, campaign. Uh, why don't you elaborate a little bit on that and uh, and talk to us about that, like how you got that account and and how um, the memorable mascot you guys created, uh, the evolution of that character. Yeah, the, Zen, the Find Zen in Your Pen um, is a challenging platform to create, but it was a game changer for the client. Um, there was a gap in the market um, for a brand uh, with a distinct personality, and that what came out of our insights. Uh, we wanted to position Zebra Pen uh, as that challenging brand uh, to fill that gap and um, establish a memorable brand uh, through a unique identity that we would put together. So uh, we, we obtained the account through a, 
longtime friend of mine, Ken Newman. Uh, Ken originally asked us to come out and help uh, rework the uh, website strategy and the commerce um, uh, integration into uh, their legacy systems. And then we also uh, were looking at handling uh, some of the social platforms. But, you know, it really came down to about two years afterwards, um, you know, in our dealings with Zebra, uh, we are asked to um, start to position some of the brands, but we, we noticed a problem, and that was uh, we didn't have enough budget to cover all of the brands that uh, you know, exist in the Zebra Pen portfolio. So we needed an overarching uh, campaign that we could wrap all the brands into. And so we pitched a bunch of ideas, uh, three specifically, um, two ideas had a little bit more substance behind them. One idea was a little weak. Um, we kind of liked the third weaker idea and asked to come back after beefing it up a little bit more. And the client bought it. The client liked it. And the client decided that that was the platform that they want to use to, to move forward. What was the, um, what was it you felt? Was it weak because you just didn't have a lot of supporting material with it, and you had more supporting material to flesh out the other idea? Yeah, the two ideas, the two two stronger ideas just had more uh, components that the client could easily see and start to understand some of the pieces uh, that would shape it into a campaign. And the, what we at that time, we called it the Zen of Pen uh, concept. And the Zen of Pen concept just was not, we didn't put enough time into it to establish it. But we thought we had something there. And um, it was definitely, it was the the funner one, I'm sure. Like that was probably the the draw to that is like, that just sounds fun. Well, it was, it was a definitely a challenge and it was fun going through that. And we learned a lot as an agency. You know, at the end, we, we learned during and at the end who we were and how we could work and how we were going to come up with how we could work to come up with great, you know, big ideas. Um, the platform, you know, allows Zebra's uh, sub-brands to kind of come come under it. And so we created a unique identity, not separate, but integrated under this platform. Um, the, the whole idea started where we started to expand upon it. My creative director threw over to me a concept, and it was really, it was a, a dog in a yoga position, and while I was on a conference call, I decided to play around with that dog and start to throw some lines on it, zebra lines and stripes and a new head, a zebra head. And next thing you know, we had um, an image, an image that we were gravitating to. And then we started to embellish the, the concept and the platform to how we could carry this out through social, through trade ads, through FSIs, through all the moving pieces that we needed to leverage uh, during any campaign. Um, we, we moved that character uh, from that, that low-res little uh, dog uh, zebra graphic into a 3D character, um, and we created Zen. Uh, Zen became the cool, calm, trustworthy, and uh, engaging spokes animal. Uh, Zen in- injected much-needed interest and humor. Uh, he commoditized the category while building brand awareness for Zebra Pen. You know, his job, Zen, Zen the character, his job is direct consumers uh, 
into the Zebra uh, pen product line and helping them discover the path to enlightened writing. Yeah, he uh, it's it's a great character and. Um I love I love the story of how you just kind of as a team she had the idea of an animal and like these really cool yoga poses you know the the whole Zen thing going and then you kind of tracing or, or sketching the zebra over top of it and then the, that collaboration is is really a cool story and I think that's how a lot of these big ideas come about sometimes how we see the finished product and what we don't see is behind the scenes is just yeah I just kind of sketched this over a a dog doing yoga and right. it became this this really awesome kind of thing. Um, the entire creative team jumped in. I yeah. mean, it was it was a full agency involvement here. I mean, everyone participated throughout idea. No idea was pushed aside. All the ideas hit. We vetted those ideas. We honed it. We got it stronger. We're, we're as a as an agency, the whole agency, everyone that was involved was very proud of that that uh, platform. Oh, absolutely, and you should be for for some stats. I'm, I'm going to read off here in a second, but before we get to that. Um, any other interesting tidbits, like um, as far as like even casting the voice, like how many different like uh, voice actors, or did you go through, or to finally find like, yep, that's Zen, that's the voice. We started out with about ten. Um, we had English accent, we had Australian accent, <laughs> we had, and you know, basically Zen here is utilized in the U.S., but it has migrated to other uh, agencies that handle. Uh, zebra pen um, in other countries, which is some nice news. Um, but uh, we went from 10 to 3 to finally agreeing on one. The client loved it. And we were, you know, it, the voice actually was a pretty simplistic piece. I think we locked on to some good, some good voice talent there. And uh, we didn't have to go through uh, numerous, numerous uh, talent reviews. It's not you, is it? That's not the big reveal. Oh, no. Oh, okay. you, you wouldn't want me to do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, listen to this. This is really cool. From from your team all working together, the, the, you, you did this for your client. Campaign results, 513% increase in social media activity, 245% increase in online sales, 83% increase in web traffic. I mean, that... I mean, obviously, you guys you guys knocked it out of the park. You did a great job. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about that success? Sure. We're, we're still not satisfied. So we're going to continue to keep growing all those numbers. Uh, we're working on uh, all of our social media platforms right now. We're having a, a blast expanding and growing Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at new uh, online commerce strategies and uh, we're pretty excited about many of the platforms, uh, the, or the not platforms, but the campaigns that we're rolling out to support multiple br brands uh, within the portfolio Zebra Pen and uh, driving more traffic into that site. However, you know, the one thing I have to say here is that, you know, there's a lot of success in, you know, some of those numbers um, for social media, the website traffic. Um, but uh, the best news, you know, is when you're transforming the client and we got feedback that they would spend the majority of their meeting time with retailers discussing the product you know sales numbers or the d discounts and and that triangle has flipped the meetings are marketing focused now retailers want to know what consumers think of our spokes animal zen they want to know what we're doing with them. Um, they see Zen and the creative as a game changer in the space. 
um, asking for, many of the retailers have asked for merchandising displays to go in their store with this creative. Uh, we created and we've changed this category because um, everything that we've created is different in the writing category space. You know, that's when you win as an agency right. and for your client, when you're getting that level of feedback. Can you give us any sort of just a little bit of tidbit or a tease of where we might see Zen next or what your plans might be? Or is that all kind of, you're going to keep that close to your chest? I'm sorry. we got to keep that okay. close. All right. <laughs> well, here's what here's another thing you did uh, for your agency um, with Zen of Penn. Uh, you guys won an Addy Gold last year, and congratulations on that. It's, uh I know when 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 the uh, the video played, um, it, the the room really reacted to it, really appreciated, knew how well done it was, uh, got some laughs. It, it was really well done, um, and that win has actually you know done a lot for you guys. You guys have been kind of you've been around for ten years, but you've kind of kept under the radar. Um, what does this Addy win done for you as far as recognition goes and maybe you know even some calls or new business you may have gotten yeah we've been very silent for uh for several years and in uh 2017 we got our heads out of the sand and we uh entered the uh, greater leah valley addy awards uh the uh the gold and silver awards uh were for from the zen campaign we we entered some of the video work and uh poster um, that the team uh, uh, created for the client. Uh, we're looking for some, you know, other awards, hopefully, in some other areas for the integ integrated uh, complete campaign. And we're probably going to be entering, uh, you're going to see more of Find Zen in your pen uh, over the years because uh, we're going to continue to roll with this campaign and uh, take it up a notch every year. Um, we also did, uh, later in, in 2017, we also did win an international award from the Muse Creative uh, Group. Uh, it was for gold for best integrated campaign. That's terrific. Well, congratulations, Kevin, to um, you and your team on your continued success. Uh, good luck at this year's Addy Awards. I, I know we'll, we'll see you and your team there. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to sign off right now with the... Uh, the zebra pen that was given to me at the pre-interview by Kevin. I, I'm I'm not just blowing smoke, and I, I'm this is a shameful plug for this pen. I've been using this pen exclusively since we met for lunch. It, it's terrific. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Kevin Justice and his team uh, uh, at Ignite2x, visit ignite2x.com. Kevin, thank you so much for being our first guest of uh, 2018. Is there anything uh, you'd like to add before we sign off? Thanks, Nathan. Oh. Enjoy, enjoy your pen. All right. Th <laughs> thank you. I will. All right. You've been listening to Adyak, the official podcast of the AAF Lehigh Valley. Adyak is sponsored and produced by Fire Rock Productions. I'm your host, Nathan Linder. Thanks for yakking with us.